Welcome to the Anod Wright audio blog. Your voiceover diva is Dr. Donna Oriolo. Please note that the information found in this and other blog posts is a matter of researched opinion. Direct your concerns or questions to questions at anodwright.com. Direct your comments to the comment section and share on social media using the hashtag AnodWrightSpeaks. Warning, content on the audio blog may be different from the written blog. My thoughts too fast and my mouth too quick. Sorry, not sorry. We are feeling so official over here. You can now catch us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple News Channel, and of course, anodwrite.com. Check your favorite space and subscribe. Leaving some feedback wouldn't be unwelcome either. Hey, hey, y'all. This week's blog post is called, But Did You Break Up Though? The Games We Play or Why We Stay. Written by yours truly, Dr. Donna Oriolo, October 12, 2018. Over the last two weeks, there has seemingly been a theme among my clients and friends. It seems that folk are ready to break up, but of course, there are lots of barriers in the way to doing it right because people are usually scared of the process. For those who don't know, breaking up does not mean ghosting, hitting someone with a slow fade, making them mad enough to break up with you, or talking about how you need time to grow and that one day you may come back. When we break up, we do it right, we do it clean, and we don't leave room for false hope, tarnish our character in the process. Nah. But this isn't just about how to break up as much as it is about what keeps people from doing it and opting for ghosting, the slow fade, being a butthead, or leaving hope in their wake instead. The folk is, the fact is that people are scared to break up with people. Yeah, I said it, you're scared. There seems to be a collective fear around what breaking up means about us, but there are still three main reasons that people seem to want to stay or break up in weird ways that are still steeped in fear. Here they are. What if they're the one? This is the one that truly gets me confused sometimes. I'm not saying that this has not been at some point in my life, part of my own narrative, I'm saying that it doesn't make any damn sense. You are thinking about ending a relationship with someone. It's not horrible, it's been fine, but somehow it still doesn't work, still doesn't fit. In the words of some nice guys, the person you are with doesn't hit you, insult you maliciously, try to control you, and all around isn't a complete dickhead. Yay! You got someone with basic human decency. However, people often use this as a measure of if they should remain with someone. Just because someone isn't abusive doesn't mean they are necessarily the person you want to be with. However, women, especially black women, have been taught that you have to take what you can get because we have been deemed undesirable, that the people out there are doing us a favor. So folks stay in lackluster relationships thinking that this person could be the one so you don't want to leave, though your every thought and fantasy is about how you don't work and how you would only break up with them if you could. If leaving someone who doesn't abuse you, someone who was even marginally or entirely good to you, wouldn't leave you looking silly. There may even be an anticipation of what people would say for leaving such a nice person. So you stay or you do one of those false hope breakups 
so that just in case you can't find something better out there, you have left the door open for your possible return. Which leads us to how folk are, in the immortal words of Beyonce, scared of lonely. Could you hear Beyonce singing that one? Yeah, I know. It was me. It wasn't, it wasn't Beyonce. But <laughs> in the end, the question of if the person you are wanting to leave is the one is based in being scared of being alone and lonely, that no one else could want you. This thought process has this underlying narrative like you somehow tricked the person you were with into seeing something in you when you don't think there's much to see at all. We have been taught that the pinnacle of relationships that matter are those which are romantic. We are seeking a partner with unerring desperation. We aren't sure that we are supposed to be alone or if we could do it, which is why for me, Tracy Ellis Ross is such an inspiration. She is alone and happy, a woman of color who chooses not to be in a relationship, who is choosing not to have kids. And what are we gonna say? That her life won't be fulfilled or fulfilling? That she is less of a woman? That no one wanted her black ass anyway? Nah. I am sure she has many a person sliding into those IG DMs with promises of the life they could live together if only she would submit. Or consent. And I bet you do too. You get to choose if you want to be with you alone or share what you have to offer with someone else. You are worthy as you are. Your worth as a person is inherent not earned. But the point is that we are scared of being lonely. In the way that society is set up, it says something about you and your level of desirability to be alone. This is especially true for women of color, for black women in particular. We have been told that we are undesirable, that folk don't want to marry us, not even the black men, heterosexual black women often seek. We have been told that same-sex relationships or partnerships are less than and still speak to our morality on the one hand and whether or not we would have even been desirable enough for a heterosexual relationship on the other. People say the darndest, dumbest things. But in that relationship where we are and have been unhappy or simply just okay, we think about leaving but weigh it against, but weigh against it because we don't want to end up alone. Because they could be the one. So in this one, folk might hit the slow phase, just moving slowly away from being fully committed in the relationship, seeking to see if there might be something better out there for them, but feeling like there won't be. You look back, you keep looking, but you keep checking back with this person every now and then just to keep them on your hook, wanting to make sure they don't seriously start to move on with their lives while you try to see if you can find someone better suited to be with you. To be or not to be the bad guy. This one right here takes the cake. Image seems to be everything. While people are now in some ways obsessed with being real people, they still don't want people to not like them. I know in your head you're probably saying that you don't care what people think, that you simply do you. Well, please excuse me if I don't believe you. I've seen many a person who says they don't care what other people think about this thing or that thing, but will be bawling their eyes out one minute later regarding what someone said or did. But I digress. Folk don't wanna be seen in a negative light. It can 
even go back to thinking that this person could be the one for you or that you simply want that option to just come back. You don't want them, but you don't want no one to, you don't want them to go and be with somebody else either. But either way, we are wary of hurting someone and being the asshole in their story and how it gets told to others. We don't want a bad review. Not when we think of ourselves as being good and fair people. The fact is that for someone, you are going to be the bad guy. You are going to be the person who wronged them, who hurt them, who was an asshole that no one can figure out why that person would even want to be with you. And the, what's funny is, in your need to leave the relationship, you would probably make it worse by ghosting, slow fading, or tarnishing your name in the process by doing all manner of things to get them to break up with you. So you still lose. Let's break up. Breaking up isn't always easy. There aren't always loud and obnoxious arguments and fights to indicate that you should leave. Sometimes things really are just fine. But if or when you are ready to go, I think you do yourself and the person you are in a relationship a dishonor by dragging out the process and wasting both of your times. So let's work on making clean, clear breaks from relationships we don't want. Number one, know how you would like to proceed before you do a fake breakup. Jerking people back and forth while you make up your mind isn't okay. Number two, set up time to talk. You don't want interruptions because breaking up is hard enough without those distractions. And number three, communicate clearly. Make sure they know that you are breaking up with them. Make, I'll say it again. Make sure they know you are breaking up with them. Make no references to the possibility of getting together in the future. Keep false promises to yourself. Think of this as your, termina your termination letter before a relationship, not a job. Being clear and concise is key. Yes, they may ask why you're leaving, just like a job would. Be honest, but not hurtful. That's the end of this week's blog post, y'all. Be sure to add your comments to the comment section. Share with a friend or two, especially one that you know is doing the ghosting thing heavy. Let's try to make this world a better place by breaking up with people and giving them some honor and some dignity. All right, y'all. I'm out.